summertime where the living is easier if not completely easy for homeschool parents, but easier still. That's what we're talking about on today's episode of the podcast. Hi, I'm Pam Barnhill, and I have helped thousands of homeschoolers create doable systems, beat burnout, and bring more joy to their homeschool day. Welcome to episode 28 of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. So happy that you're joining me here today. Okay, well, we are going to be talking all about summer on today's episode of the podcast, but I would be remiss if I did not talk a little bit about homeschool planning. So we have a product over at PamBarnhill.com called Put Your Homeschool Year on Autopilot, and this is a comprehensive homeschool planning course that does exactly that. We hold your hand and walk you through the planning process that you need to eliminate decision fatigue and have a homeschool year that will be life-giving for you and your kids. This is not the homeschool planning that you might be familiar with. We certainly don't teach you to plan in grids or stick exact dates on anything. We know you have no idea what you're going to be doing on September 25th at 9 a.m., so why should you create a plan for it? Instead, we teach you how to plan in such a way that you never feel behind and you can pick up exactly where you left off if you need to take a break. So come check that out at planyouryear.net. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about homeschool scheduling and your homeschool year. So the first thing I want to talk about today is year-round homeschooling. This may be something that you've heard a little bit about. Do all homeschoolers take a summer break? Do some of them homeschool year-round? And the answer is not all homeschoolers take a a summer break and and some of us do homeschool year-round, even though... I will say the older my kids have gotten, the more we take a break in the summer because the more activities that they have to be involved with. And that's what's always kind of determined our summer break. Two things, the activities my kids have to be involved with and the weather where we live, which seems a little crazy, but when you think about it, it is so hot in the summer at our house. It doesn't really make a lot of sense for us to be off for a long stretch of time in the summer because it's just too miserable and hot to be outside. Our times off are better taken in like September or October or in March or April. Those are our really lovely times of year. And a lot of times in April and September anyway, my kids can swim in the pool and do things like that. And so it's a much more enjoyable time of year for us to take off. In the heat of the summer, when we don't want to be outside anyway, especially in the middle of the day, that's a great time for us to hunker down and get some school done. But as they've gotten older and older, their activities have become such. There are multiple camps that my kids can take part in, uh, different activities they can do in different places they can go in the summertime. And so it's been a situation where we've taken longer and longer breaks in the summer, the older that they've gotten. Now, we used to take about six weeks off in the summer, and then we would start right back up again. So when I say year-round homeschooling, what I'm really talking about is not you're never taking a break from homeschooling, but instead of following the traditional school schedule, you might take more frequent breaks throughout the school year. You might take your longer breaks at different times. Some homeschoolers take a longer break at Christmas time. I know a number of homeschoolers who just take off from about mid-November until about the second week of January. That's when they want to take their long break. 
And so year-round homeschooling doesn't mean homeschooling more often than public school peers. Instead, it means changing up your breaks a little bit and deciding to take breaks at different times a year or take more frequent, shorter breaks. Having said that, though, there is something to be said about taking a little bit of a longer break in the summer. So even if you're taking more frequent breaks throughout the school year, maybe you're doing a six weeks on, one week off model, there is something for taking a little bit of extra time in the summer and really refreshing your homeschool. So a summer break can sometimes be exactly what you need to get your motivation back, to give yourself a little bit of extra time to get some planning done and to get your year planned out and to really get excited again about learning. Now, when I went to public school and then I was a teacher, and so for me, following that cycle of learning where everything's new and exciting in the fall, and then we go through a school year and we get the break off for summer, and then everything's new and exciting in the fall again, there's a nostalgia there. There is something that feels good to me about that. And so I kind of ride that traditional wave. Um, I'm a little bit of a traditionalist and enjoy that back to school feeling, uh, that back to school excitement and motivation. And there's nothing wrong with that if you want to do that. Now, if you don't have those fond feelings of back to school, eh, don't worry about it. But there is something to be said anyway for giving your mind a rest, giving your body a rest, taking a break, giving yourself time to catch up on some projects around the house, giving your kids, if you know, five or six weeks to just kind of chill and rest and not have to worry about learning new concepts all the time. You know, everybody talks about the summer slide and the problems that come from taking too long of a break, but actually taking about a five or six week break where you're not having to worry about things could give your kids' minds to kind of ruminate on some of the things that they've learned and come back maybe even a little bit stronger on some of those concepts. It's possible. You just have to check it out. Which leads me to kind of the next thing. Some families, and especially families with younger kids, maybe like, I start going crazy after a few weeks with unstructured um, activities. Like if we don't have some kind of structure to our day, it can be absolutely crazy making for me. And so I would much rather have structure. I would much rather keep doing school. And so I think the compromise here is to keep going with some structure, but as my good friend Don Garrett says, a change is as good of, as a rest. And so what you can do is change up the things that you're doing. So it'd be the perfect time to try a morning time with your kids or to do some fun unit studies or to make a list of kind of some fun unschooly activities that your kids can kind of use to steer their own learning. We used to go to the craft store at the beginning of the summer and I would just save a little bit of extra money in my budget and say to my kids, okay, okay, what are you interested in? What do you want to do? And we would buy up a bunch of those materials and some of those crafty kits and things like that and go home and put them in a basket. The kids could pick and pull from them all summer long. It's a great time to get a new puzzle, to start a new read aloud, to pull out some audio books and use up maybe some audible credits and get some things that your kids can listen to without you having to read to them so that you can get a little bit of that extra work done. All of those learning activities, the really fun ones that you bought and never had a chance to get to during the school year, 
pull those out in the summertime and spend some time doing those as well. So even though you don't want to have no structure because it makes your day go off the rails and your kids get a little squirrely, you can have a different structure. You can change it up some and do something different. And that is going to give your brain kind of the mental break it needs in order to start a new year fresh with a new perspective. So there are a few options for you right there. I do highly encourage taking something of a summer break, even if it's not the traditional 8, 10, 12 weeks long that school systems take. You know, when I was in school, they were always 12 weeks long. I think they've shortened them. I don't think they're quite that long anymore. But even if you don't want to take something that long, taking some kind of break, some kind of good substantial break off, or switching it up a little bit. So if you have kids who kind of need that guidance, uh, need for you to come up with things for them to do, switching up what they're doing and getting that change, but resting your brain from the heavy academics, resting from some of those things that keeps you so nose to the grindstone and so busy and just stepping back and taking a big deep breath with a summer schedule is a good thing. So whatever you decide to do, I hope that you plan a lovely summer. Now, I'm not gone for the whole summer. We are taking a little hiatus here, and we're going to have the month of May off. But if you're signed up for our Friday newsletters, we're going to be sending you out information about our fun summer reading program and our planning classes and some of the other fun things that we have going on this summer. So go on over to the show notes for this episode of the podcast at pambarnhill.com slash TMBH28 and make sure you're getting that Friday newsletter with about five fun things for you to check out for this summer. I'll be back again in June and we're going to be talking all about homeschool planning during the month of June, getting you ready for next year and giving you the best tips you need so that you can make the next school year the best one ever. So I will see you then. Until then, keep on homeschooling, unless you're taking a break.